Welcome to Small Bites Radio with Donato Marino and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. Everybody to Wildfire Radio, Small Bites. This is Donata Marino with DNL Bean to Barista Service. And Derek? It's right sitting directly right across from you, my friend. Hey, looking handsome as always. I've got to make sure I put on an A plus show for you tonight since you'll be missing me for the next two. I'm, I'm ready to start to cry already. I got a tear oh, dropping down my cheek I right s- now. I saw it. I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com, and I know you're going to keep everything in key. The shows will probably be better, to tell you the truth. I should just leave now. The power of Don. Yeah. Kiss the ring, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) But that show's in the future. Yes. That we're talking about, you're talking about practice. I'm talking about the game. The game is now. The Eagles game? No. No. The cheese game. (laughs) The cheese game. The cheese game, my friend. And we have the perfect individuals in studio to talk about. It's going to be a cheesy show. Aren't they all done? (laughs) We love cheese. (laughs) Cheese is good for you. And uh, to start things out, though, before we get too cheesy, is our man, John Howard Fusco of the Courier Post. And New Jersey Monthly. And he has a wonderful blog all himself that the New York Times even recognized as one of the best eating in SJ. How's it going tonight, John? Uh, John? John? Oh, he, he must have got... It knocked off. So it started out too easy, this show. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just trying to show you the things that could go wrong. When, I, when... <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you for the early warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there... I'm already losing my hair as it is. <laughs> so we're going to keep you on point and, and notice that... If something goes wrong, we just pretend like we meant it to be that way, yep. and we'll just talk about something else. And you were mentioning the game, the Eagles game. Yes. The win. The, the win. win. They played very, In superior very fashion for once. Well, yeah. superior fashion once the second half started. Right. Yeah. The first half, not so much. It seems like the Eagles always do that. They like the first two quarters, eh, not too much. Dang. Third and fourth, <laughs> And was the was the bar hopping? You did have your bar hollow, hopping. You had your and what bar is that? Terry's two, fifteen forty one Chester Pike Falcroft, PA. Did you have wings? We had wings. Oh. I had teriyaki wings with sesame seed sprinkles. So, sounds good. Huh? Yeah. Oh man! Well, let's oh. sprinkle some knowledge here, and we'll act two. John, John Howard, Howard Fusco. <laughs> How's it going tonight, John? Evening, guys. How are we doing this evening? We're doing excellent. So what's hot and happening? All right. Let's talk about Le Caveau. This is a new wine bar that opened this past week upstairs from Good King Tavern in Bella Vista. Uh, The bar will focus on French wines, and some of the nibbles you can get include local and French cheeses and a hot dog served on a baguette. Again, that's Le Caveau uh, in Bella Vista. I also want to mention El Techo. This is a new rooftop bar. Sounds like uh, something that you could get in trouble for. (laughs) (laughs) I think people have gotten in trouble quite a lot for El Tacho. (laughs) (laughs) This is a new rooftop bar. It's at the Philippine Hotel. Uh, The bar itself has a retractable glass roof, so it's an all-year-round location. Uh, According to Eater Philly, the food menu is coming soon, but for now you can enjoy beer, wine, aguas frescas, and drinks uh, featuring agave-based spirits. Uh, so, again, there's a new rooftop bar at the Philly Pod Hotel. Um, Philly Favorite Local Pez has opened its third location at 20th Street in Bainbridge at the Graduate Hospital. So, expect the same food and drink from the other two locations at this new location. On the Jersey side of things, Tavro 13 in Swedesboro will be getting a new look and a dining con- new dining concept. It's going to be called Black Sheep Tapas and Bar and will be opening that, in that spot very soon. Black Sheep is spelled B L K S H P. 
So interested to see what that concept will be when it finally comes to fruition. And sadly, I have to mention that Oliver, a bistro in Bordentown, announced that it was closing. The restaurant had been uh, serving for more than 10 years in Bordentown. They served their last customers on Saturday. So these articles and more from the past week in Philly Food will be posted later tonight on my blog and shared on Twitter at Eating Nest Jersey. And as always, hashtag Small Bites Radio. And I'm going to give you one other tip that you maybe you did or you didn't know, John. And I just found this out because, hey, I was riding on my way here and saw it. The Brooklawn Diner is now called the Empire Diner. Did you know that one, John? Wow. First Brooklawn, now the Empire. Now the Empire <laughs> Diner. Taking over the world. Yeah. I actually know something about that. Right up the road here is the Piston Diner, literally a quarter of a mile away from the studios. And the folks that own the Piston Diner are the ones that took over the Brooklawn Diner. Look at that. There you go. Oh, 42 Freeway. That? Delivering. <laughs> Man. Wow. See, look at We're that. We're just all full of knowledge. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Thank you so much, John, and uh, we'll, I won't talk to you, but Don will be happy to hear some uh, sprinkles of knowledge next week. Next week, me and you, John, All right, guys. against the world. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. All right, take care, guys. Have See you. Thank you. Good night. So, going back to all things cheesy, we got the perfect gentleman in studio, Daniel Love, an executive, I'm even going to throw it out there, celebrity chef, Ashley James of De Bruno Brothers. And they're here to talk about their opening a new location at 6th and Spring Garden and a big old grand opening for Banca. 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 So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. And Pleasure Mom, to be here. Oh, thank you, thank you. And why don't we uh, start out with however you want to. Uh, but let's start with Banca at least. Dan, why didn't you talk well, about I, banker? Yeah, I, well, banker, not banker. It okay, was the okay, bank. I'm sorry. It was the bank. Italian bank, not the British bank. <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> right. That was before Brexit. No. That was before Brexit. Let's not talk about Brexit, please. Okay. So, yeah. so food, food, not politics. <laughs> most of everybody that we've talked to has an experience at the bank. It was a 30-year club with a lot of exuberant behavior in the bathrooms in the basement. El Tacho. El Tacho. <laughs> lots of El Tacho. El yeah. Tacho Mucho. El Tacho Mucho. Lots of spiked heels, lots of fishnet stockings. Um, but it's been, it's been empty about 15 years and is now being reborn as an event space called Banca by DeBruno Brothers. Uh, about 2,300 square feet, gorgeous interior. Uh, everybody knows the location. Everybody knows the building. They're going to be shocked. And this area is really exploding and being hip in Philadelphia right now. Big time. It's actually been rebranded. You were talking earlier about rebranding Kensington. Well, this area is being rebranded as the Spring Arts District. Mm -hmm. and it It's is, funny how that happens. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> um, it's a super exciting area. There's growth all over the place. I mean, many years ago, the only... Two reasons, for the most part, were to go to Silk Saudi Diner and then possibly roam the neighborhood for some accoutrements for your party afterwards. <laughs> or, or the place that would let you in at 2 in the morning. Yes. It's gone. Right? Yeah. Well, this has switched gears a little bit, and it's now really about bringing guests and, 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 and historic hospitality to the neighborhood. Yeah, and it's becoming very walkable that whole area as well with your neighbors being involved you can really have a full night out if you're getting off the l walking your way up spring garden <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and it's going to be a fun night from start to finish it moves from 10th all the way down to the sugar house and and the whole area has really grown it's it's safe it's not rat infested anymore <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> and they've made bike lanes they've made bike lanes they've got uh, thousands of new apartment buildings townhouses going up everywhere i don't know how people are affording them but but <laughs> they're really it's a gorgeous neighborhood the, the banco is <laughs> <laughs> going to the banca for a, for a couple of bites is is costing you a couple of lira yeah and how did you get involved with the project cuz you are well known as someone who throws great events well thank you I, I you know I've, I've been doing events in Philadelphia for about four lifetimes and and uh, I love special event sites I love special events I don't really cater to restaurant style 
environments. I like to create an event, have it go up, have it come down, and 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 be an experience. And, we really go for experience. And when we're talking about experiences, the top of the top call you. I mean, you were asked to serve President Clinton twice. I I actually I was so honored. Uh, I did all of Red Rendell's work and. Um, and I did get called a second time to, to serve the president and, and was just so thrilled. I had the opportunity to serve him myself. I was given that uh, Secret Service permission. And, I mean, that has to be quite an honor. It was the height of my career. I mean, I would say whoever's doing special events now may not have to be as creative because it seems like if you throw Burger King or Roy Rogers, the event's covered at the White House now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sadly, yes. It's, it's make, taken make, a nosedive. Make sure the burger is well done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and covered in ketchup and mayo. Covered in ketchup. Yeah. So whoever the event planner is doesn't seem as though the job's as difficult now. So you were throwing really some wow events. They, they were $25,000 a plate dinners that were over the top. They were really elegant. But that's the way it should be. Not getting into politics, but when you have someone coming to the White House and you are representing the country, this is America, you should be it should be outstanding. It should yeah, soup the nuts. Exactly. Yeah, top line, everything, caviar. And twenty five thousand dollars a plate sounds just about right to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Needless needless to say, the banker will not be that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> just, just an FYI. Yeah. $25,000 plate. if you, know, you want uh, to, you, you would. You could easily spend that if you uh, want to. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you know, with Dan's experience and my experience cooking, I mean, budget is budget. You know, it, it goes from, I mean, what is a budget? Budget is being, um, having value, you know, and you have value of the De Bruyne Brothers brand. You, you have, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say years, I'm going to say decades and almost yeah. centuries between Dan, myself, and many other amazing team members within the organization. You have centuries of experience to give a, a very special, bespoke um, event. I mean, and talking about experience, there's really no one else in the business that has uh, a portfolio or resume quite as eclectic as, as yours, chef. I mean... Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, by doing the uh, PBS program, Cuisine Culture, uh, you've worked with some very high-end uh, restaurants and names in the business. We're not talking about little, tiny, small-timers here. He ran the Four Seasons. Yeah. A, 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 a few, around a few, the world. A few more seasons, yeah. Yeah, a few. But, you know, very, very blessed. You know, I have to say that Philadelphia is home. Um, I decided to make F Philadelphia home. I really love Philly. Um, and, and what's odd to me is it seems as though the English really embrace Philadelphia. And for some reason, celebrity chefs such as yourself. And like we had Robert Irvine on two months ago and his home base is in Philadelphia. And he's like, oh, I love Philadelphia. It makes me think so much of England. It, it does. I mean. The architecture is outstanding. You've got coupled streets. Um, I mean, coupled streets. <laughs> there's just a few. Yeah, there's just a few. But the architecture is beautiful. And even when you go in the suburbs, you know, you drive in the car and you'll see a church or you'll see a house. And you think sometimes, wow, I'm in the Cotswolds. Or, and there's so much history and culture. But what I love about Philly, really, it's very, very real. You know, Philly has everything. If you want uber uber class you have it and if you want so much more down to earth you have it and the great thing is that philadelphians and the people in the surrounding you know neighborhoods towns you know even in jersey philadelphians love to eat oh without a doubt and, yeah, yeah. and I mean, don knows i mean and especially the italian market and that's where de bruno brothers started, started. yeah when I mean, we're talking about an 80-year-old company that you guys are transforming into the future. I'm sure you have memories of going down there. I've been, I remember meeting Emilio when they first came out with their cheese spreads. They had big tubs. They were sampling half the people. That all the yeah, put this with pasta, let it melt together, and yeah. get a nice fettuccine type effect. And and that we have a tub on the table here. For you. We do. There's a tub of De Bruno's yes, yes. cheese spread on the table. And and one yeah. of the things that Emilio really was behind as was Bill Jr. was was the development of the second floor of the Rittenhouse store that, that Chef James really put together, which is called Alimentari. And that property has just elevated the whole neighborhood with, with a 
magnificent selection, and I'll, I'll let Chef James talk about some of the food, but the meatballs are like little pillows of heaven. They are <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thing. Oh, my God. They're so phenomenal. I should have brought some meatballs, shouldn't I? You, we, we, we should have I'm sorry. Them. Well, you guys got to come to Adamantari. Try the meatballs. I mean, it's a dining destination right in the heart of the city. It, it really is. You know, and... and I love it. Dan said, you know, elevated the area. I mean, you know, Rittenhouse is not too shabby. <laughs> but what we're talking about. Okay, too, right. uh, Rittenhouse is a lovely area, but for sure, you know, the De Bruno Brothers, you know, everybody talks about the Italian market. Of course, that's where De Bruno Brothers started, the Italian market. I just love the Italian market. Um, did Emilio show you the mix of where those cheese spreads were made? No, back then, I think his father yeah. more was running the organization and okay. they were like just learning about the cheese industry and yeah. what's needed to promote it to the next level. And that's what they did. They, they grabbed it and ran with it. and Got it. And now they got the, the best name in the city for cheeses. No, yeah, well, it, not it, only that, they also do a wonderful thing of, of, of educating and paying scholarships for cheese mongers. Okay. They, there's a, a wonderful uh, society that they, that they underwrite and help create more cheese mongers in the, in the Delaware Valley. And that's one yeah. of the things that you know is as soon as you go into one of the stores, you have some of the most educated and professional people working behind the counter. There's not a question that they probably don't know about cheese. For sure. And, and that's what I love. You know, I mean, having been cooking for, well, uh, okay, I've got to be careful how many <laughs> just years a, I, just I, a few. I've got to be careful how many years I say on the radio, you know, if some friends are listening. But anyhow, for, for cooking for at least 30 years, you know, and, and having a lot of fun. But working for the Brunos for the last year, it's, it's amazing because it's also a new educational experience. Um, Clearly, I'm a chef, so my knowledge is, I have a good cheese knowledge, but quite honestly, my cheese knowledge is very, well, pretty poor compared to the <laughs> cheesemongers at the store, you know? And the thing is, working for them, like like your show, I mean, cuisine culture. They have every cuisine that you can imagine at that store. No matter what your fancy is, you can make it. Exactly. And that's what I love. You know, I mean, clearly, De Bruno Brothers has a huge Italian heritage. There's a, a lot of amazing Italian products within the store. But it's not only about that. It, it's a purveyor of the finest products from around the globe. You know, I, I say to some, you know, some English family, I say, hey, we, we have better English cheese at the Bruno's than you can find in the majority of England, you know. They have the very, very best, yeah. you know, like Colston Bassett Stilton and Pitchfork Cheddar, ju just to name a few. But but anyhow, while we're at, you know, now we're at Rittenhouse, so we, we, we did mention Alimentari. So Alimentari was a very, very special product, which, you know, I've been involved with since the very initial thought process, you know, along with Emilio, the amazing Emilio and, and Bill, Bill McNucci, you know, after many, many meetings for many, many months, um, you know, uh, talking about menus, design, uh, we opened Alimentari um, just over two months ago. It is this most beautiful space that's located on the second floor um, of the Rittenhouse store. So, you know, you walk up the stairs and you get allured by the beautiful smells, the aroma, and, and the food ambassadors were there to greet you and yeah. sit you, welcome you to the, uh, to, the, to the upstairs cafe, and a lovely dining experience. So the inspiration was um, taking the, the beautiful store upstairs. Alimentari, um, you know, in Italy, it's a place where you'd go maybe to buy uh, a pound of prosciutto, um, a bottle of wine, and then maybe, oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have a glass of wine and, and uh, some cheese or maybe a coffee and a house-baked um, pastry. Yeah. That's what Alimentari is all about. Um, we specialize um, in Roman pizza. Um, Roman pizza, um, it's all about time, mm -hmm. time and love. You know, we import this very special mm -hmm. um, flour from Italy and we ferment the Ooh. dough for 72 hours. Wow. 72 hours fermentation. We top it with the finest ingredients, you know, San Mazzar. I mean- You just, just so happen to have cheese around. Well, of course, it's a lot of cheese, you know, San Mazzano tomatoes, De Bruno Brothers mozzarella, great salt, De Bruno Brothers Sicilian olive oil, I put a little English twist on the pizza. I, I like to use my mold and salt. You know, I love that salt. <laughs> I'm trying to help the British economy in Brexit a bit, you know. <laughs> um, Don't want the pound to fall too far. I know, it's, it's fallen quite a lot. Yeah, it's actually quite reasonable to go to the UK at the moment to shop FYI. <laughs> right. But anyhow, Alimentari, um, it, it's really an, a, a 
beautiful location, um, great pizza, great service, a lovely natural wine program, cocktails, um, lunch, um, aperitivo, dinner in the evening. And we're going to be starting with a lovely brunch in around uh, three to four weeks' time. Nice. A spectacular brunch. So I'm sorry, very excited. Yeah, couldn't ask for a better area. Yeah. Uh, well, for sure. It's, it's a yeah. good area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're talking the 80th anniversary and I'm seeing that logo everywhere. It's exploding. The, the, the growth of the company, the import business, as well as the, the gifting business, and certainly the stores. There's about to be a sixth store opening in Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the beauty of Wayne is, is, is certainly just extending the, the Ninth Street market out to where people have moved, yeah. <laughs> out, to where, yeah. out to where the, 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 the guests want. Making it a little bit easier to, uh, to procure the, the, the products. Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. But also, you're going to be having a big grand opening for Banca. We are, we are. Uh, November, November 6th, 7th is the grand opening. And uh, I'd like to invite anyone that, that, that reaches out to the open house on the 7th, send me an email, dlove at debruno.com, and I'll be happy to get you an invitation. That could be troublesome to have an email address <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, really. <laughs> wow. D-love. <laughs> D-love, D- exactly, yes. El Tucho. El yeah, Tucho. yeah, yeah. Why, why not? <laughs> 1-800. <laughs> Okay. It's it's as much a curse as a blessing. Okay, all right, good, good. All right. So not only do you guys do that, but uh, before we even started, Mark was mentioning how you guys have a thriving and excellent catering division that some businesses are lucky enough to have you guys for lunch. We, we do absolutely, you know, and catering is just about. When I say everything, you know, we cater from, you know, maybe uh, a $10 experience and the possibility to, to go up to a $1,000 experience. Oh, go all the way up to $25. Oh, Dan's well, used okay, to okay. it. Dan's right, okay. used to it. Well, we can go, we can go more. But that, that is the great thing, you know. I mean, it's all about ensuring that whatever it is, whatever range it is, that it offers exceptional exceptional value. Because what is expen- expensive for me, it doesn't have a price. It's all about having value. Yeah. You know, you, you have to make sure that whether that person's spending $5 or $5,000, they feel is what they spent was well worth it and they would have spent more. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, we do a lot of catering. We do a lot of sort of, um, we have two, two sides to our catering business. We have our casual catering. And then we have our full service catering and events. So the casual catering catering is is, is amazing, of an amazing product, which is you know meant more for sort of quick business lunches and meetings and coffee breaks or or you know small cocktail cocktail parties. Mm. And then full service, it, it, it is what it is. It's it's full. It's a bespoke experience. You know, uh, you'll call the catering team. You'll call Dad. Many times I get involved, and we'll create a very special menu. And it could be literally anything from um, a beautiful cheese and charcuterie display uh, to any cuisine from around around the globe. Yeah. We have an amazing array of global artisans who work, not only my, myself, but a great culinary team. Um, and it's food is all about, besides being great, of course, it's all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, today's food public, we, we're, we're very blessed. If we're lucky to travel, we can travel, we can see, but we don't even need to travel because through through media, th- through this great show mm-hmm. or through the internet, everything is available to everyone Without by doubt. just looking on the phone or the computer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the public's expectations are totally different to what they were maybe 15 years ago. Uh, oh, indeed. Everybody's become a foodie, as you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and you guys are really putting out the experience and I can only see more great things ahead, especially with Banca. We wish you guys the best of luck in the Thank grand you opening. So much. Thank you. And I think it's really going to be a big hit, especially in the location and the building's beautiful. So uh, thank you so much for coming in. Daniel Love and executive celebrity chef Ashley James of the Bruno Brothers. And uh, why don't you share any social medias or the dates again for Banca one more time? The the grand opening November 6th and 7. Please email me dlove at debruno.com. I'd be happy to get you an invitation.
Perfect. Thank you so much. And talking about somewhere else that just had a really big grand opening, Don, you actually saw the place before they opened up and even wore a little hard hat on the tour, didn't you? I did. I did. Well, we have the gentleman online to talk about it. It's all nice and shiny and no hard hats needed in order to enter the doorway anymore. And that's Michael Dorf, the founder and CEO of City Winery. And they have a new location, City Winery Philadelphia, right at Fashion District Philadelphia. It's Hot and happening right now. How's it going, Michael? Uh, it's good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, City Winery, it's been around a little while. This is, uh, you have quite a few locations, and you guys decided to open up right in the brand new uh, fashion district of Philadelphia. For those who are not familiar with the brand, why don't you tell us about City Winery? Well, we're an urban winery. Uh, literally making uh, the wine right on premise. We have about 40 vineyards in California and Oregon and Washington State where we source the grapes and we ship the grapes directly to our facilities and we make wine on site. Uh, but there was an old saying in, in winemaking, it's, it's easy to make wine, it's hard to sell it. So Even easier to drink it, though. Put, <laughs> <laughs> it is easy to drink, but you, you got to make it first. And and so uh, I, I mashed it up with the business that I knew well for the last 30-plus years, which is putting on concerts. And so we, we created a really terrific, uh, if you will, luxury concert facility where you can sit down, have food and drink and watch a show uh, at the same time. Also has a restaurant component separate, so you don't have to necessarily see a show to be eating and drinking, but it's a, it's a music combination winery, combination culinary experiential joint. How's that for a mouthful? <laughs> <laughs> that is quite a mouthful. And, uh, I mean, Don, I, I know you're excited to go back and see them. Yeah, I can't wait to go back to see their finished product. I mean, when we were down there, when we had a hard hat uh, tour, uh, the way he described everything, my mouth was salivating on the excitement of going back and seeing it finished. Well, especially because you make your own wine as well. I so do. That, that's something that you understand that in order to have the best product sometimes, yeah. you got to do it yourself. You got to. And you're not relying on someone else to bring the product to you. So if you mess it up, it's All shame right. on you. Well, well, I it by myself. I can't give it away. <laughs> but with City Winery, as you said, you're not only having all of these great wines. You've got a 300-seat intimate concert hall, a smaller 150-capacity loft space. And I've seen the lineup. You guys, I don't think there's a day on the calendar that you don't have someone performing there. Well, we have, um, we have something happening every night of the week, every week of the year. So 365, we're definitely busy. Uh, although when you look on the calendar, you will see some nights that we don't have music, and that's because we have a private uh, concert happening or a private wedding or a private party. Uh, we, we will we'll be probably producing somewhere between 30 and 40 weddings a year wow. in Philadelphia just pretty much the same uh, rate of, of weddings as we do in all the other uh, facilities. Cause you know, weddings can be very romantic. And if you want to do it in wine country, your, your choice really is to uh, fly all your friends to California or, or, or Italy, or, you know, come on downtown and, and, and have a wine country experience in our space. So we're a perfect setup for, for big events. And so we will, We'll probably have at least one, if not two, almost full facility private events a week. So it's not all concerts. Yeah, and I mean, that, that relates to how well that the concept is being received and people are loving it. And with the reviews, I can only imagine with the program that you have for repeat customers who really love it, you have what's called a Venophile membership program. Why don't you discuss that a little bit? Sure. I mean, we we really developed our own ticketing system because we wanted a better experience for the customers. We realized we had a lot of people who preferred certain seats over other seats. They wanted to get information in advance. So basically the program 
uh, allows you to become a member. It's 99 bucks a year. You get 48-hour advance notice to all of our shows and our events, and a few freebie uh, programs are sent uh, to each person. But probably what means a lot to a lot of people is you don't have to pay any service fees on those tickets when you buy them if you're a Venophile member. And you, you know how painful that can be when you, you, know, you spend $50 on a ticket to see a show and then Ticketmaster or any of the other ticket organizations charge you $17 on top of that per ticket, right? Oh, it's it just, brutal. It I mean, it's a little I, bit crazy. Yeah, I mean, I had an example. There was, yeah. It said, oh, it's a $20 ticket. I won't say where it was or who was it. $20 ticket. I said, oh, that's not too bad. I hit checkout and went from a $20 ticket to 34 something for the total. And I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> where, where did this $20 ticket yeah, well, go? <laughs> yeah, they well, you. you know, a lot of that is unfortunately the way the, the concert industry has, has uh, morphed over the years. You have two 900 pound gorillas out. Let's put on the live music entertainment, you know, in this country. And, and they each own their own ticketing company. And the artists don't get any compensation or fee from their ticket revenue. And so, you know, the, the way the deals are structured, artists obviously get a high percentage of the ticketing revenue, but they, they don't participate, you know, in the food, beverage, or the ticketing uh, fees. So, again, the Live Nation AEG, you know, the ticketing revenue is a big part of their business. But anyways, we weren't necessarily trying to just compete head-on in that way at all. Although, between all the city wineries, we're doing 700,000 tickets a year. So wow. we're not an insignificant, you know, small, you know, group anymore. But we felt that the Venophile program was something that was just very customer-friendly. Um, it actually tracks uh, your consumption when you're a member. So it can remember the kind of wine that you drank. You can um, remember you what know, kind of you night like, you had. You, know, <laughs> you can remember yeah, what kind of night you had. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's going to also, Anyways, it, it, yeah. I read uh, that I think is pretty cool in your organization. Cause I think a lot of people who enjoy your uh, business model and uh, city winery is a lot of the artists sort of go from one city winery to the next location. And I think that's pretty brilliant because I know that you have to, as it looks like you're tracking a lot of things in your business, you should be able to see probably some customers who are following artists from one city winery to another because someone who really likes music or a certain artist are bound to travel to go to their next show, just like sports fans. Eagles go up to the to the Bills. And that has to be really nice to be a part of that membership to say, hey, the next time they're going to be in City Winery, New York, let's make a night of it, a weekend. And you're going to get that whole other experience while still seeing your favorite artist. Yeah, I, I, look, I think we have a lot of uh, ravenous fans, no question about it. Um, for me, the highest compliment is when a musician actually says, when are you going to finish building something in Denver? When are you going to be in L.A.? When are you going to be in Detroit? Because, you know, I have fans there. I don't know where to play, really, or the places that are there I don't like. I know my fans will really love, you know, a city winery as, as they do. So, you know, that's one of the greatest compliments we get from a, from a musician or, or the, the band or agent. So we're, we're one, we're trying to certainly grow right now and scale the business um, and, and, and create the environment that we have, which we really think is, a, if you will, a better mousetrap than, than any other uh, music venue in, in, you know, around that is set up for 300 capacity seated you know, with a culinary experience. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with a standing venue, you know, or a big theater or, or a festival. These are all, you know, different kinds of musical experiences. But if you're looking for a sophisticated evening, you know, that combines the culinary, that's really important. You know, yeah. and another component of our ticketing that, that was key is, you know, people are very busy these days. You know, people work sometimes, you know, all the way up to showtime. 
And one of the things that we wanted to be, you know, really, you know, make clear with our ticketing policy is that once you have your seat and you select which seat, which table you want to be at, you're then, that's your seat for the evening. You know, we're, it's not a first come first serve. We're not giving it away. And so, you know, if you only have that two hour window to be able to see a show and have dinner and you don't want to, you know, cram some bad food in your system, you know, we're able to combine that whole experience, you know, a real, a real dining experience, you know, real wine with, with a great list and Riedel glassware and that two hour window of a show. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's really important for, for, for busy, sophisticated people. I've only heard, uh, great rave reviews of you guys you're definitely a welcome addition to the city of philadelphia we wish uh, you guys and the whole fashion district the best of luck i think you you've got something there that's really going to hit off and be successful and uh, michael dorf the founder and ceo of city winery go out for a fantastic night go multiple times join the membership wine little music little meal can't go wrong don no life can't get any better than that exactly why don't you share a website or anything like that before you go michael well, sure. It's a very easy website. It's citywinery.com, C-I-T-Y-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And while you're at it, you know, you may as well uh, follow me on michaeldorf.com and buy my new book. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Have yourself a great night. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So, as they said, there's city wineries all over the place, Don. Yes, there are. I think he has six or seven. Well, in order to get to those places, what do you have to do? You got to travel. You got to travel. Well, we just have someone online who may be able to help you with all of your travel needs. And that would be Andrea Ross. She is the founder of Journeys yeah. Within, and now she is the director of Wild Frontiers Travel for USA. How's it going tonight, Andrea? It's going great. How are you guys? Oh, uh, we're fantastic. So, uh, you guys are one of the biggest uh, travel agencies out there for people who are looking to have a little bit different travel experience, but all of the personal touches that are going to make it extraordinary. Uh, we have some big holidays coming up. So, uh, why don't you tell us about some holiday travel and maybe even where it could be hot for us to travel in 2020? Yeah, sure. And and you're right. You know, I, it was fun listening to that previous segment where you're talking about kind of dinner and a show. And I think we're trying to put together kind of travel and a, travel and dinner, right? And nowadays, the food that that kind of inc is incorporated into these experiences has, has become part of the experience. And so I think it's really interesting to kind of segue from that dinner and a show into, you know, how do you travel and incorporate food into that and make it a really positive experience? And yeah, Christmas is one of those times. I mean, I think when we all think of Christmas, we think of kind of at home, um, you know, eating ham or turkey or whatever your traditional Christmas dinner is. And we're really seeing more and more that people are choosing to actually leave home for the holidays. Um, we do some, like you said, a little bit offbeat itineraries um, and trips, but our India trip is very popular over the holidays. People get away, they go stay at an amazing um a hotel that used to be owned by a Maharaja. You eat this amazing food, obviously not as traditional, but at the same time, it, it allows us to step away from kind of the consumerism and challenges that I think we face here over the holidays and get to you really out of your comfort zone. Um, but at the same time, gives you something to remember. You'll always remember that Christmas. So yeah, we're seeing now, um, holiday travel to India. We're seeing a lot of holiday travel to Southeast Asia. Uh, you get a lot better weather in that <laughs> direction. And um, and then, yeah, when we look at 2020, we have a really kind of unique um, offering. We, we're seeing Chad. Um, and, and, yes, when we first started offering Chad, I had to Google where is Chad. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're seeing more and more Northern Africa. We're seeing we have always had our roots in Pakistan, so we do a lot of Middle East travel. And then, obviously, my specialty, which is Southeast Asia, we're seeing that booming for 2020. Um, places like Vietnam, Thailand, the Philippines, where you really, you know, when you talk about food, those are foodie destinations. Everybody's had a good, you know, bowl of pho but when you go to vietnam it it really takes it to the next level yeah and one of the things that i love about travel as as you said is food 
I like to travel somewhere and get something authentic, something local that 90% of the time when you come home, it's either going to be impossible to have again or you're really going to have to search for it. So uh, to me, it, it you smell these things and taste these things. I always, I've said it over and over again in this show, is sometimes you go places and for me it was Thailand. The first time I went to Thailand, I had a meal and it literally was like flavor explosions in my mouth. There was uh, (laughs) DNA enzymes going off in there that I never (laughs) thought even worked previously. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. And sometimes you can't get those in the States because the produce doesn't travel easily, which I'm sure you know, uh, Chef. For sure. And there's nothing like food at its location. Yeah. You know, having traveled the world and, I mean, Thailand, I mean, the food is just amazing. And one of the things that I always like to ask, and I forgot to ask you uh, during your segment, but it will be two for one during this segment because Andrea is a fellow British uh, former person. Wow. And yeah, look at the. Yeah. I don't know how I would have said that for, <laughs> former British person. See, we, we'll just say that. Well, I'll blame it on Brexit. <laughs> Let's blame it on Brexit. Why yeah. not? Someone has to blame Brexit for something. Exactly. So we're going to go with you first, Andrea, and then we'll ask Chef what is something back home that you crave here at the States? And when you do go back to England, you get it immediately. Okay, well, I'm going to flip it on its head. There's two things here. One, yeah, I grew up in England, so I have to say, um, you know, I think that is a very meat and potatoes (laughs) country. And I think it's changing now, and obviously it has some amazing fusion food. But, you know, when I was growing up, it was shepherd's pie. I mean, that was was it. That's what my mom made. So I think England, shepherd's pie. But I also lived in Cambodia for 10 years. So the funny thing is my cravings now tend tend to lean more towards east than they do west. And I think I had a chef in Cambodia that worked at the hotel I ran, and she used to make this amazing pumpkin soup. And she actually made it in a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she would follow that with a coconut curry that was made in a coconut. And, yes, there are 2 a.m. where I wake up and think, oh, man, that is all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long commute to go get that. But, yeah, that, those are my kind of two sides of the pond cravings is I would – go back to shepherd's pie, and then I would go a little more exotic with um, with my coconut curry. And how about you, Chef? Well, first of all, that sounds hard to beat. I mean, coconut curry, that sounds really, really <laughs> awesome. But but the, there really are a couple of things that I, I do crave, um, and I usually eat them. There's actually more than two things, but something that you can – it's very hard to get in, in the U.S. is there's something that's called a pork pie. Okay. Pork pie, it's literally just good ground pork surrounded by – a dough and then it's baked, but that dough is very special. It's called a hot. It's a the technical term. It's a hot water dough, so it's made with hot water, and it becomes very crispy, very delicious. I mean, think about it: pork and pastry cooked together. <laughs> you can't, you can't go it's, wrong. It's, it's pretty darn good. Now let's know? see. Since I have yeah. two British experts with me here, let's see if I'm crazy. There was one time I was in London and I had something. I swear they were. It was Worcestershire pretzels. Is that something that you've ever heard of? Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Maybe I was at the yeah, pub yeah, too yeah, long. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Worcestershire, of course, Worcestershire sauce, I mean, it's, it's quite fantastic. I mean, it's used literally worldwide. <laughs> you know, I think every oh, yeah. country puts in a bit of Worcestershire sauce in, in, in their recipes. Um, Pretzels are not generally not too popular in the UK. Yeah, yeah. like I said, maybe, how about you, Andrea? Am, am I crazy too long at the pub that night? <laughs> Yeah, no, yes. I've never heard of that. Two for two. But needless to say, we do have some pretty uh, strange flavors of potato chips, you know? Yeah, and also also Indian. So much Indian. I mean, India is part of British, you know, and actually chicken korma is considered a British national dish. Yeah. As is spaghetti bolognese. Uh, You know, I mean, it's it's very popular in the British diet that people would... But this is what we're talking about, Andrea, of travel and food. You are able to direct someone to go to a destination, experience their history, their culture, the architecture. You plan the trip, and you're also giving them that experience to have a conversation, just like we've had in studio, to say, dine out. 
I, Andrea, I just have a quick question. Yeah. I, I've I've heard repeatedly about Reichstaffel, and I'm not entirely clear what it is, but I know it has uh, a European base. Say the word again. What is it? Reichstaffel. Sounds German to me. Uh, oh, I think it's Dutch. Yeah, I think it's Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to Google that yeah, one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> you're going to have to rely on Google, not me. Okay. But, but you certainly, we want everybody <laughs> to go and reach out to you because you have been a Condé Nast travel traveler, travel specialist for Southeast Asia, and you've even been recognized by Travel and Leisure as an A-list agent. So congratulations to you for being Thank recognized you. by such great organizations. And as you said, this is the time of year for people to not only buy some trips for themselves for the holiday, buy some trips for a gift for others that you love. Why don't you give a website yeah, or social media or anything sure. like that before you go? Yeah. Our website is wildfrontierstravel.com. Um, and we're based here in California. And yeah, I think more and more we're seeing people, you know, they used to call and say, okay, yeah, we want to see the culture and the history. And more and more people are calling say, saying we love the food. And so I think it's becoming this driver behind where we go and what we see. We're almost letting our palate choose our next destination. Without a doubt. But it was a pleasure talking to you. And we could talk about travel and food for days. Days and days. <laughs> Have yourself exactly. a great night. It was a pleasure well, talking. thank you guys. Have a great rest of your night. No problem. And talking about all these travel destinations about food, we've got someone we're welcoming back in studio, and he's got all the hot tips for the food around this area that we don't have to really get a plane ticket. He already helped us out on the Empire Diner, Don. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Very knowledgeable. <laughs> and that is uh, Mark Matthews. He's the publisher of the extremely popular, one of South Jersey, if not the most popular blog in South Jersey, 42 Freeway. I know you see him for his videos of all of the construction, and he's got a lot of press for that, Inquire, and a whole bunch of other things. Yep. But you are also a foodie at heart. I am a foodie at heart. I, I was at City Winery just last week. I even made it to the new Four Seasons. But typically, my, you know, all this high-end food, typically my ordering is So now you just four. need to go to Banca, it sounds like. Oh, Banca, yes. Add that in. Yeah. So D-Love? Yes. At November, <laughs> November 6th and 7th. November 6th and 7th. You have to make sure You're it's the right D-Love. Yeah. After <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you know, real quick, we walked in that city winery. We had no idea it was there, my wife and I, and we just thought it was a beautiful restaurant. And they had there's this iconic Led Zeppelin photo of them in the 70s on the on this tour plane. They have it there 25 feet tall. Wow, it wow. fills an entire wall. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is not your traditional winery. What's going on in this place? And we yeah. toured it. It's, it's an amazing facility over there. And I can't wait to see what the Bruno Brother guys have. And also the food landscape, as you gentlemen know, and Don knows quite well, it transforms quickly. There was a couple restaurants the last time you were here. Mm. As quick as you mentioned them, they're out of business already. Yeah, exactly. The two in Washington Township you're speaking of? Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, Pesci, Pesci and uh, Egg Harbor Road and actually uh, 373 American Grill. Both, yeah, we, we talked about their their grand opening when we were last when I was last here. It's been it, less than a year. If, you know, um, Bobby Flay says something. I think I saw it in a commercial. He says, whatever you think it's going to cost to open up a restaurant, it's going to take twice as much and take twice as long. And the problem is, with I think with these small independent, I think the woman, a uh, wonderful woman for, uh, for um, Pesci, she was a, a waitress at the pub. You don't have the backing to to investors. sustain yeah. investors. You know any sort of you know delays in opening or any soft. You know you open up right before the summer and, and the Jersey Shore is opening up and you don't have that backing. I guess I'm, I haven't really spoken to them, but I think that's a factor with these small independent restaurants trying to trying to hurdle these sort of downsides. And even a restaurant that is large that was independent. It uh, opened up originally as Royal Krakowia, I believe it yeah. was millions of dollars. Did not last long, and someone is pushing it back up. It's going to be the Laughing Fox Tavern. Yeah, so they actually opened a se several weeks ago. They're they're going. There's a there's sort of a wave of higher end bar pub, I guess. You know, the PJ Wellahans mm -hmm. and things like that. Cinder Bar. We're going to talk about um, laughing. So this was a three and a half million dollar restaurant. That, that oh my a, god! A Polish, uh, I believe, <laughs> the gentleman. Polish. Uh, yeah, it was a Polish restaurant. We'll leave the Polish jokes out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he. he he built this facility. You know, he wanted the this to be like the center centerpiece in Delaware Valley for Polish food. So, you know, six years ago, 
big mortgage to pay on that place. The location, it's a lot of traffic, but it's not really a high end. You know, it's or a, a very large Polar, Polish population. Yeah, I'm a Belmar guy. You know, I'm a Defert guy. I, 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 we're not going to three and a half million dollar restaurants on, on the pike. I mean, so. and even what was traditionally known as Polish, such as Port Richmond, that's. I mean, you see the old traditional oh. Polish places they're closing up. So that whole sort of Polish population has really sort of migrated elsewhere yeah. in, in the uh, Philadelphia market. Yeah, and the Laughing Fox. So they're doing the same thing with the music. They are, you know, they have great food. It's a higher end sort of bar, bar fare. Um, music almost every night. Um, big open facility. It's a, there's a huge bakery on the on the ground in, in the lower level. So it's a really beautiful place to check out. And then you have the your uh, area, Deptford. Uh, quite a few uh, movers and shakers. Miller's Ale House and Round One transforming the mall. Miller's Ale House going to where. Don Pablo's used to be exactly. Yeah, that was the last Don Pablo's in the country. Wow, in Deptford. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how they kept that around. Um, and then just surprisingly, and that was a powerhouse. It, you know, that place was always packed. They did well there. Um, but they, you know, they they shut down. The landlord that owns the shopping center bought their liquor license. You know, it's liquor licenses in Deptford are over a million dollars a mm. liquor license. It's a booming area because of the mall. And the landlord grabbed that because he says, I need that to keep my shopping center, to keep traffic coming in. And yeah, Miller's, Miller House is coming in. Um, I, I saw an ad for them hiring a general manager, but construction has not started to convert that into its new uh, its new life. And also round one opening in the actual mall. Yeah, so round one, I, I've got to sort of blend two stories. There, you have Dave & Buster's in round one. They're both sort of that entertainment, arcade, bar, restaurant uh, facility. Um, the round one is sort of a Japanese version of Dave and Buster's. They have the Japanese games. Uh, it's very big culturally to play those dancing games. Mm-hmm. Very big in, in round one. They're opening one in the uh, Philadelphia um, Fashion District. Yes, the district. Right, yep, right, right above the uh, City Winery. Um, so that's going into the mall, and then Dave and Buster's is moving in just a mile and a half away at the Gloucester Premium Outlet. So they're they're going to be battling it out. They're going to be battling it out. And you know, they do offer food. Um, very familiar with Dave and Buster's and what they have to offer. They have one of the flagship stores right here on Delaware Avenue. Um, round one, there's one in X and PA that's open. I have not been there yet. Um, Looking forward to them both. And also someone's now serving some delicious adult beverages. Hopefully they don't track how much I drink like some places. But <laughs> That seemed a little scary to me. You had X amount to drink tonight. <laughs> I find that very scary, personally. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but in Mullica Hill. Oh, yeah. So this is an interesting story also. So Naples at the Warehouse is a pizza restaurant uh, in Mullica Hill. So what's you know, great food. Uh, we got. We were talking about the Bruno meatballs earlier today. Thank Naples you. has a great meatball. Heaven, and pillows I, of heaven. Pillows I think of they were heaven, mentioned. yes. <laughs> um, so now I, now I have to have a, a, a battle between the, the meatballs. Um, but Mulga Hill was We class- need a meatball challenge. Meatball challenge. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it on my side. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mulga Hill was traditionally a dry town, you know, forever. And in 2003, uh, basically a developer came in and said, I'm going to buy 400 acres, but I, to build this commercial district, I need liquor licenses. So they became, uh, they approved them. The developer bought, buys four of them, $2 million to buy the four licenses. He, that's a deal, actually, compared to Deffert. He's done nothing with them. Finally, Naples at the warehouse bought the fifth, where, uh, the fifth license, sorry, and they are literally the very first bar restaurant in Mullica Hill, which is a traditional, it truly is a premium community. I mean, yeah. the, the houses and the, you know, the demographics and the, is very high. There. Affluent. Affluent, yes, yes. yes. So, uh, and then talking about another area, which is uh, known as high traffic as well, because Lord knows every road in South Jersey leads to it, Washington Township. And they've got quite a few things. First Watch, Chipotle, uh, Dorego Strong Cafe. Yes, yeah. So this this uh, First Watch is a growing national chain. It's, it's sort of, I think it's a breakfast lunch. They don't even open yeah, right. for, yeah. yeah and, just a brunch, brunch property. Just a brunch property. And they're going to open up on Egg Harbor Road. You know, I'm in Deffert, but near Five Points, and it's, it's a straight shot up Egg Harbor. So I get all these great restaurants, <laughs> you know, going, all the Italian restaurants. Hey, by the way, we need the Bruno Brothers over in Washington Township. There's a very high Italian Tell population them. over there. Say, so they're worried about <laughs> Wayne. You're, you're waiting for Deffert. Cross the bridge. Yeah. We had a Termites for a while there, but... Uh, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, First Watch is coming, the Chipotle, and uh, yeah, and the Drago Strong. So what's nice about Drago Strong is they're right next to Bobby Shez. Am I saying Bobby that properly? It was Chez. famous from you know years ago for his crab cakes. And uh, so Drago Strong is a f- local family opening up a coffee shop. And you know you always want to support those those sort of the families that are they're putting their putting their neck out there to, to make something happen. So as I said, you are a busy man with this blog, and you're doing it all by yourself. Yes, and and a full time job in Pennsylvania. 
But at least you get the Bruno Brothers, I've heard. That is true. We do. <laughs> I think once a month you guys are coming through. So Only once a month? We need to change we that. We can talk about that. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we do, we, do, we do lunch for about 1,000 up there every, yes. every month. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, do you have anything else you want to share before we uh, move on? I am continuing to think and evolve of what I'm going to do with next with this site, you know, to, to maximize. You, know, you get the maximum returns on the little bit of time I have. I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing yet. <laughs> well, I know, as I said. I'll be back in a month or two, and I'll tell you. It's a wonderful website. We always look forward to uh, website uh, posts and articles, and uh, John Howard Fusco has mentioned your blog many times in his segments. And uh, I, I know it, it's not easy, but thank you for everything you do, and we really appreciate you coming back in and giving us the latest updates. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back. This is always a lot of fun. No problem at all. And someone else who's going to give us the latest updates is, who do you think that would be, Don? Barbie... Chef, 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 Marshall, (laughs) (laughs) chef, Barbie Marshall, named Pennsylvania's most influential chef in Pennsylvania and also uh, Hell's Kitchen All-Star. How's it going tonight, Chef Barbie? Hey, how are you guys tonight? We are. a new headset. Can you hear me okay? I hear you wonderfully. Thank you much. And uh, so what's hot and happening? So this week I got to go to a craft beer witch crawl Ooh. or was it a witchcraft beer crawl well by the end of it i don't know what i was gonna call it, and it was really cool it happens um every year this was the 10th year that the east that east pass young put on their their witchcraft beer crawl it starts at garage philly and it just meanders its way down east pass young avenue all all the way to broad street and you can pick up craft beers and some cocktails and lots of yummy food bites and things to eat on. So in the bites section of small bites during this witch crawl, I got to stop at with a crushed fried chicken, which we've been to. I got the fried chicken sandwich and I got to stop at Bing, Bing Dim Sum, which had a specialty dumpling on and they put pumpkin in it because it's fall and that's what people like in the- well it sounds like you had some fun and uh east Young is definitely one of the hottest uh, neighborhoods in philadelphia especially when it comes to dining i know i always enjoy going yeah. uh, down there. it's really the world at your hands on east Young when you go from one end to the other you can get practically anything Absolutely. you want but uh thank you so much chef you, barbie any- oh, go ahead Thank you for having me. Oh, it's thank our, you for having me. It is our pleasure, but thank you so much for calling in. And uh, Don will talk to you again next week, all on his own. So make sure you're nice to him, please. And he promises to call you chef next yes. week. Yes, more on a first-name basis. You don't know that, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, chef. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, and her first name is chef. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Good night, chef. Good night, guys. Good night. Bye-bye. But uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that, Don. I was on the, her same pub crawl. I didn't get a chance to see her, though, with the witch's hat. What, you, you must have been crawling a little slower. I was. <laughs> what, I, I didn't, you, I didn't make you, it up as far as she did. I think I saw you when I was driving home. It was about 1 o'clock, was it? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lift. Okay. Lift is my friend. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, everyone, especially for coming in. And let's go around uh, 10 seconds each uh, direction. Say whatever you would like, Bob, Bob, Booey, or whatever you, whatever you want. Chef, go ahead. Well, you go for it. We're going, oh, right, we're going right, from right. left we're going to right. right. We're going from left to right. Well, I just I, I just really want to thank you. This has been a blast. We we love coming out here and, and uh, love your podcast. Well, thank you very much. Great to be here another time. Um, come and visit us at Alimentari and Banker by the Bruno Brothers. We'll definitely be thank here. Thank you. Uh, Donato Marino at DNL Coffee, being the barista service. You can find us on Facebook. That's it. Mark Matthews, 42freeway.com. Check us out on Facebook. The page is where all the comments and the fun is. And I got a bunch of other things in my head that I'm working on. Maybe the next time I'll tell you guys. Excellent. And uh, we also want to thank John Howard Fusco, Michael Dorf of City Winery, Andrea Ross of Wild Frontiers USA, Chef Barbie Marshall. Barbie Marshall. And I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. And I think we did learn tonight there may be some new hashtags coming about in Philadelphia because it's going to be El Tucho soon. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) we'll, we'll see what comes about that. 
but it was it was fun. It's a small bites radio. <laughs> it's not D Love at El Pacho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, live Sunday, six thirty-five p.m. WildfireRadio.com. Uh, also find us the following day on all your Apple products on iTunes. We're syndicated on many AM stations and radio. Google to find out because there's too many to mention. And we end the show like we always do with a joke of the week from the legendary joke teller Jackie the Joke Man Martlin. This is Jackie Martling for Small Bites. Dirty Johnny's in the backyard digging a hole. The neighbor says, what are you doing, John? And my goldfish died, so I'm burying him. John, why would you dig such a big hole for a goldfish? Because he's inside your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Small bites. <laughs>